episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is a very special episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast because it is our first one with a full house. You might say to yourself, Steve, how could this possibly be a full house? There's only three of you. Um, Thomas is just going to be a little late. That's okay. Um, he's going to be joining us any minute now. I am paying attention to the Discord right here um, because as soon as he pops into a channel, I will be able to use my moderator powers to drag him in. Um, but in the meantime, this is episode 288 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Dutzman, um, and I am joined by two of my very best friends in the entire world. Um, first is uh, Linda Roble, our managing editor of board games, TikTok teacher extraordinaire. How are you, Linda? I'm doing all right. I apologize if I'm a little gravelly sounding. It's back to school season and it's back to normal. So they gave me a head cold already. So. That's great. Welcome back. <laughs> it's all right, Gam. It's all good. <laughs> welcome back. Little germ uh, factories. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, germ factories. And also joining us once again after she took a little bit of a summer break, and that's okay. Um, my probably very best friend in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the princess of power. It's been a while since I've been able to call you that. How are you? I'm so much better now that I'm back. Honestly and you. truly, I missed you all so much. It's it, it was a, it was a summer that we needed to take off because you were very busy. Um, with There's a lot with, of travel this summer. Yeah, with, yeah. I mean, you you went all Go over. Work. The, yeah, exactly. You went all over the country. You I moved did. The kid into college. Mm-hmm. So oh, you Amanda. needed it, and so and I went home. And you went home. Went home. I know. And I got to watch it in pictures, which is great. I got to kind of bear witness to the whole thing. Um, I So, uh, so jealous of the joy of all of those pictures. Uh, because, you know, the tail end for me was just hot and back to school and work. Meanwhile, you're like going back and eating food you haven't eaten in a long time and seeing people you hadn't seen in a long time. Um, I did but, eat a lot of squeaky cheese. Because I had a lot of poutine. Good. I have I no mean, regrets. I Never with poutine. I would be upset no? if you had regrets. I bet I could change your mind on poutine. But I could what? make you really good oh. poutine. Oh, I'm all on board with poutine. Oh, like, you're never, all on never, board. Never, oh, never good. a no to a poutine. Know. Are you kidding? A never a no to a poutine. Oh. If it's on we the menu, have to... we're getting it. We will have to eat our way through Vancouver at some point. Because the some of the best poutine look the best artisanal poutine is in yeah. is in well, let's, let's just plan on an EFG podcast up there and then um, <laughs> that sounds you know, great I'm in on, let's go we can, we can do one on location yeah that's a big yeah. that's a that's a <clears throat> a big twist of the arm for Amanda so oh, no. um, the man behind the curtain will be joining us momentarily he said probably by 8.15 so here we go it's 8.02 so in the next 15 minutes if he's not here by then he's late and then I'm just going to rage at him um, so, um, <laughs> let's just get started. So, um, as is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, as is our new format, we're combining everything. We got board games, we got video games. I'm not going to be talking about Magic the Gathering this week. They just dropped a whole bunch of stuff today and it's really confusing and I'm still taking my time to think about it. Welcome Mega Mom to the chat, by the way. She is here. 
Um, but we got a lot of great news. Um, this every other week format gives us the time to really let cool stuff pile up, and I'm really excited. Um, but welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, so this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is our show all about telling you about the cool, family-friendly video games and board games that you can play with your uh, with your family, and sometimes the grown-up games that you can play when your kids go to bed. Sometimes. Um, we will be doing that probably, you know, I think we'll, we'll have some time for that in November. I don't know why. <laughs> probably a little bit. Um, Figure out why that might be. But first, um, let's talk about the games of the week. And I'm going to start with a video game that when it was announced, Amanda and I raised an eyebrow. Because we were like, wow, this could be cool. But yeah. then I was like, but probably not. And then yeah. both of us played it. I played it on stream last week. And Amanda played a bunch. And that is Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Amanda, tell me, um, this game this game is way better than it has any right to be. This game is awesome. Man, I played 15 hours of this game and I love it. There's always something to do. You know, one of the things I struggled with with animal crossing is that i used to run out of things to do in a day like i could sit down for an hour and i'd be like so i guess what i do now is i rearrange my island Mm -hmm. i don't know but there's always something to do in disney dreamlight valley so the conceit of it is that you are a modern creature who gets who gets sucked into this dreamlight valley and everything's weird and dark and there are these weird thorny things everywhere and you got to figure out what's going on and then you talk to Merlin. And yeah. from there, you know, it's like you're you're building out this story about what happened to these characters and trying to invite them to come back to the valley, to Dreamlight Valley so that everyone can live together again and collaborate and have fun and tell great stories. So this game is absolutely like if Animal Crossing kind of had a baby with Kingdom Hearts, but then there's like no combat. It's got that very kitschy Kingdom Hearts vibe in a lot of ways, which I really, really like. So this game is just so much fun. I've played 15 hours of this game so far, and I have not really had a lot of time for video games lately. But I, Mike put the, put the Steam Deck in my hands and said, you need some joy, you know, because we were in Canada for a funeral. And he's like, you need some joy, go play this game. And I was like, oh, well, what if it sucks? And then I played it and I'm like, oh, no, but it's also great. Oh, no, it's going to eat my life. I Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what's happened ever since. When I'm not working, I'm like thinking about Disney Dream Life. <laughs> I'm, I'm two hours in. Mainly, I played it on stream, played it a little bit off stream. So I'm like two hours in. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I find really interesting about it is um, it has a really captivating gameplay loop in that you're a, little, you're a dude. I'm a dude. We're all dudes, right? So I made my guy. He's a silver fox looking kind of dude because I gave him the gray of hair. Um, <laughs> you know, he actually looks like a World of Warcraft YouTuber, which is really kind of like. Impressive. You, um, I, I, completely by accident. Um, I'll, I'll put my I'll girl has my new hair. Well, I mean, great. I mean, the, the I will say the character customization hair. options, a plus 
very oh, inclusive, so very cool. Okay. Oh, we got a we got a Tomlinson in the WoW channel. Hold on. We um, gotta move him. I gotta move him. We gotta move him. Uh, no mind, everybody. I guess I guess I gotta be careful with this because I can show everybody a list of all of the uh, Discord channels I'm in when I do this. Hey, look at that! The man behind the curtain is no longer behind Yay! the curtain. Um, we're talking about the uh, games of the week this week, so we're talking about Disney Dreamlight Valley. So I made my guy. I was on stream for you know a couple hours last week, and what I really like about it is so you have like a stamina bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every activity that you take eats a little bit of that stamina. And you could either eat food, uh, which gives you more energy, kind of like a Stardew Valley kind of situation. Very yep. Stardew Valley. Or you can go back to your house. Now, the thing is, in Stardew Valley, if you go back to your house, it ends the day. So, like, it behooves you in Stardew Valley to, like, use up all your energy, but then go do stuff before the actual in-game day is over here. You just go back to your room, and as long as you're in your house, your energy recharges. So you have this, like, really, like, as long as you're near your house, you basically have unlimited stamina. So, like, I found myself doing this loop where I would go out a little bit, clear up every thorn I could. All of these evil thorns must be destroyed. And then go back into my house. And then I would go venture a little bit farther. And eventually I was like, oh, I got to go find Goofy. And I ran out of energy, so I had to eat a cookie. And I got some more energy. And, um... It's just really, really good. My only criticism is that I wish there was more voice acting. Um, and I know oh, that that damn. is hard to ask for. Okay. Um, it's hard to ask for. I, I get it. But there's just some scenes where it's like, you know, um, I, maybe a little would have been good. Um, but that's a small criticism. Uh, there's tons of characters in this. You know, Scrooge McDuck is in it. Goofy. Uh, the the Ratatouille, uh, Remy is in it. He's got his Remy, own little yeah. game. Um, we know, and we've seen the character list. We know that Frozen is in it, and Moana. Um, we know there's an expansion. I have Moana and Maui. I yeah. have Moana and Maui. They're great. Yeah. So we there's lots of, and obviously this is designed to be a game as a service. Like they will be releasing more and more content for this over time. Um, can't wait for any of it, really. I think this is super cool. Um, I have a feeling that this game is, it's not very often that a game swings this hard. Like, this was kind of a disposable, like, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit game, to, like, this is probably going to find its way onto some EFG Essentials lists. Um, this is definitely going to be in the conversation for Game of the Year with us, and I, I say that comfortably after two hours of playing this game. Um, it is... I can say that very comfortably after 15 yeah so (laughs) the um it really comes down to uh it is everything that this is if you were if you were playing animal crossing and you're done with animal crossing and you're just kind of doing appointment gaming right you're popping in every once in a while just to keep the weeds going to make it so your villagers don't yell at you or if you're just straight up done but are looking for another game to play assuming you are not allergic to disney which admittedly there are some people that are (laughs) um and that just can't deal with it um, that's okay. This, no shame. I'm not here to judge, whatever, you know, but this game is exactly what you needed. Um, and so, yeah, that's Disney's Dreamlight Valley. I, I, I've been caught by surprise before. Splatoon was another one. The original Splatoon, where I was on record as being like, I don't know about this. And then it turned out to be our game of the year, the year it came out. Um, I think this is going to be a similar situation where... 
I thought it was going to be kind of disposable, and here we are. Really, really liking it. So um, definitely vibing with it, hundred yep, percent. If if I weren't playing World of Warcraft, I would probably be playing significantly more and getting ready for the next expansion. I would definitely be playing more Disney Dreamlight Valley because this is kind of what I needed. Animal Crossing didn't scratch every itch. This one gives me an unending to-do list, plus I can collect Disney characters. Who doesn't want that? All right. So, so that's our video game of the week. Tomlinson, you, so it sounds like you've been playing it. Have you been playing it or have you been watching watching the girlfriend play it? Or tell me some facts. So so what happened was I uh, we are all blessed to be uh, members of that Xbox uh, Game Pass family. Xbox Game Pass. Yep. So um, I uh, saw that it was free. <laughs> so not only did I show her and get her started on my Xbox Series X, she has a MacBook. So then I uh, signed in on her MacBook and gave her my old Xbox One controller. And then uh, she was able to pl play remotely with the same save. And then she took it home and then her MacBook died. So oh, I, I, I gotta fix that tonight. So oh, I, I think it's just a charger. It's it's well, a 2012 MacBook. Yeah. So well, the good oh, news boy. is we won't keep you here too long, so you can take care yeah. of. That's because girlfriend's laptop very important, very important. Especially. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this is yeah, this Disney Disney Dreamlight Valley. I guess I I was remiss in talking about what it's on. It's on everything. Um, it's available on Switch, PC. PS4 and Xbox. The the difference is it's on Xbox Game Pass and it's zero cost and, on Game Pass. Oh, what else? What else? And it is cloud save, so it oh, is true. cross progression across platforms. The only thing that doesn't carry over is your premium currency. If it turns out that you bought the deluxe edition, like me, <laughs> that's a that's a listen. Move. I played but it. Hey. I played it, and that was it for me, man. I was like, "Oh no, I'm in. I'm all in." Oh, well, but oh, you no. could buy the stuff with your deluxe currency, and the stuff that you buy carries over. So Correct. it just means oh. that you can only spend your premium currency in one place. Frankly, um, that is for me. That's okay. Like I think that's I ain't a mad reasonable. About it. Like if all of a sudden it was like, okay, I spent you know, 15 bucks on whatever, uh, on yeah. the Disney Dreamlight Valley Battle Pass. <laughs> they gave me, um, you know, some primo currency and then I switched over to Switch and then it erased it or something. Or if I could only buy stuff on that, um, that would be a bummer. But the fact that, that would be just, an enormous bummer. But the fact that you can buy the stuff, it just means you have to, it means you have to actually use your crossplay. Um, and I think that's okay. And I, I know it's not really a Battle Pass because there's no combat in this game at all. Um, but, but it's a progression I, pass. Yeah. It's a, it, it, what else? I mean, I'm just so programmed at this point. Fortnite's got me going. It's a battle pass. So, um, speaking of battle passes, which makes me think of donkeys, uh, oh, let's talk about, I don't know. <laughs> my brain is broken. Also, I have a list. Linda, let's talk about the donkey donkey. Let's talk about Tonky Donkey, who was sent to us graciously by Game Right. Shout out to That's Game awesome. Right. Yeah. Linda, it, tell us about Chonky Donkey. So fun. So this quickly became a favorite now in our little game bag that goes everywhere. It is now a permanent fixture in that bag to the point that I had to run out to the car to go bring it in for the podcast tonight because it was still in the car from oh, this weekend. Hilarious. It's great. so funny. So my youngest, this is the first time we played it. It instantly became his game. This is now his. 
so I'm sorry you can't. Wow. Um, so what this is, it's a party game. So think apples to apples, um, not parent approved, things like that with the judge, but they put a really cool spin on it. Typically, when you play a party style game where you give a prompt and people have to give you cards to answer whatever prompt is, it's usually what the judge thinks is the funniest or they like the best. Yeah. Not, not here. Here, yes, this they gave a really cool twist. Now, instead of me pick, if I was the judge, picking the card I like best, when I read the answers, if I smile or laugh at all, whose ever card I was reading, they get the card and the point. If I am able to maintain my composure the entire time reading the answers, then I get to keep the card and get the point. So it's. A... <laughs> I can't play this game. Say, no, I can't play this game. Eli, I auto. He got so, yeah, so not. stressed out. I see it is race. <laughs> so and it's so you're the prompts are and I'm just, I've just pulled a couple out. It's rated. Um, it's recommended at twelve plus. So there is some potty humor and like mildly suggestive, like little kid suggestive. Um, so that is in there, but it's it's no worse than like cards against or what do you call it the kids against maturity or they, those yeah. kind of like, oh got light, it you know it's potty humor but mean? not terrible like what do you mean family yeah like the, kind of what stuff. family edition exactly but i mean it's got the suggestive like one of the prompts is plumbers crack so it's suggestive but it's nothing <laughs> atrocious yeah exactly <laughs> i'm already so i already is, lost guys <laughs> i already lost um, you already lost so that's what you'd be putting out. So the, the ones that have the donkey on the back, those are essentially the prompt coming out. So we have like Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> I mean, again, just silly. I, I All the cottage cheese. Yeah. And then what the players are giving you to read is the questions. And basically it's backwards. Like they have to give you the question to the answer you provided. So if the prompt was all the cottage cheese, one of the questions I might have to read is what makes you so famous? <laughs> or okay you know a piece of advice you will never forget i mean they're nothing you know again the they're just ridiculous we got to the point the person reading would be holding the cards not looking and just getting the laughter out before they started and then trying to deep breathe and then look at the cards All right. it was I think that's we only strategy. Had... That's, that's, that's that. a, that is adjusting to the meta you know what i mean like i would have to do that and I would so, still lose. Let's be super honest. I was honest, terrible guys, at this. But, oh, my God. So we played this. So John, the kids, and my in-laws, we all played this. And the only one that kept their composure through one whole reading through of the prompt, of the questions was my mother-in-law. I was stunned. She, like, sealed it Damn. in. And then once she got her point, sh- that was it. And then she let the laughter out. But, you know what? I respect that. I really yeah, I respect, respect that. <laughs> Respect so. you. Welcome to the welcome to the chat season of the Sea Witch, um, <laughs> and also Parnasaurus. Yeah, I, I, you know, listen. Oh, I hey, that's my you. dad. Hey, look at that. Hi, Dad. Hi. I knew I saw that name from somewhere. I was like, where, <laughs> where have I seen this? Yeah, listen. I, the thing about these games is they have to do something to like have it not be boring and bring it down that's to kid level. And so I would much rather make fart jokes than have to explain <laughs> to my dad why something is racist. So, like, I am all in, like, on, yeah, you listen, let's that. just talk about cottage cheese, which is mm-hmm. funny when you think about it anyway. 
Um, and also just the name. I don't know. I have not been able to say the name without laughing. Chonky Donkey. Um, so, because it's Chonky Donkey. So, shout out to GameRight for sending that to us. This is part of their 2022 slate of games. Um, they sent it Huge to hit. us. This is this is the part I like about it. They knew us so well that they sent it without me even asking. Um, it just arrived on my doorstep, and I and I knew that this was an Eli game. Um, so I immediately brought it to Linda and was like, "Listen, y'all got to do this." Um, but we have an honorable mention do this for game science, um, and that is also coming from Linda. And this is really because last time we met. <laughs> Um, we were talking about board games coming to retail, and Linda got so hype that it looks like she bought something. Um, so listen, it's so fault. you got—it's my fault. Well, did listen. you did you actually buy it? I did. I wasn't kidding. Linda, here's the question, Linda. I don't even know what to do. Linda, how much Who money have you? I made you guys spend? I mean, Let's I think I'm—I've—I've I've definitely made you spend it at this point over the last decade I a mean, car payment or a, not a car payment a car at least between us so we have this you. we have the um, other cabinet we have the cabinet over there so, and the- oh there you go <laughs> say, yeah. listen tomlinson's not tomlinson's not far behind um listen granted his lego job is not exactly keeping me um keeping my bank account full either it's but true. um yeah. but whatever um so the uh, so Acropolis is a tile lane game, um, which we love us some tile lane games. We love us. I mean, look at. I mean, it's a tile lane game. We love hex games, yeah. and it was on the list last week. And Linda went and she she said she was thinking about it. I, it, it doesn't sound like she thought about it that hard. It sounds she like thought she about thought it a about little. it. It's like that Twix that uh, uh, TikTok uh, sound. I thought it. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I bought it. it. I did. Um, she, here's what she did. She thought about it, and as soon as the camera went off, she windmill slammed the purchase button. <laughs> like, and you know Pretty what? Close. I'm not even, I'm not, I ain't even going to be mad. It means I get to play it. Um, and it's not, I can't even say I haven't bought things. Um, that I can't say that I haven't bought things based on a podcast either. I will say I have a video game honorable mention that I want to talk about very briefly. Um, and that is on Friday, I felt an urge to not play World of Warcraft. Um, and so on Friday night, this is like 930 at night. I went to my son, my oldest son. I was like, Evan, you got to go for a drive. And we went to Walmart and I picked up Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, now, really? Oh, really? Yes. So <laughs> let me tell oh, you, really? let me tell you, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is is a heckin' Japanese role playing game. That is. <laughs> um, so it is. Is it a game where you essential? <laughs> where people like turn into swords and stuff? Because that's all no, I hear about. That's the two. Xenoblade Chronicles that's two. two. Okay. You have people that are your weapons, and so you collect different weapons, and the the people are your weapons. Here, the conceit it's a precursor of, to Boyfriend Dungeon. Kind of like okay. Boyfriend Dungeon, only way less horny. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Boyfriend so, Dungeon is pretty horny. But, so, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the conceit is, basically, uh, there are these 
Uh, first off, everyone lives ten. It's in the same universe. I, I still haven't figured out where in the timeline it is. I kind of don't think it matters, at least for my purposes. I just want to run around and hit things. No. Um, everyone lives ten years. Period. The end. You basically uh, you wake up and you're like a teenager, and then you live for ten years, and then at ten years you um you have what's called a homecoming, and basically you die. And so, um, oh. you play this, and it turns out. Who knew that having a society built around people that only live for 10 years, uh, who knew that's not how stuff is supposed to go? And there's shenanigans causing that to happen. And so you play as this group of dudes who meet another group of dudes that you're supposed to be fighting against. And uh, this other guy who is unrelated kind of talks to y'all. This all happens within the first like hour and a half of the game and explains that shenanigans are afoot. And then shenanigans are afoot. But the weird mechanic in this game is you find out that different pairs of these characters are essentially drift compatible, meaning um, that's a Pacific Rim reference. And so basically, these pairs it of really characters... It really is. It really is. It took me a second. Um, they These pairs of characters uh, can merge together into, and I don't even know what it's called, but they merge together into like this super being. And um, mega and they, character, and they have like super cool anime powers, and um, I don't know how else to describe it. The um, I think it looks very pretty. For a, I mean, for a Switch game, it looks really cool. It is very science fantasy. There's dudes with laser guns. There's giant robots. Whatever. So if that doesn't bother you, like my wife really prefers her RPGs to be sword and sorcery fantasy. She's really much more <laughs> of a Dragon Quest girl than a Final Fantasy, etc. This is very Final Fantasy thirteen, is what it feels like to me. Okay. Um, That's a vibe. And, um, but uh, the thing I like about it is um, you can control a healer, and so you can actually like issue combat commands. You know, I love it when you can play a healer. Shout out to oh, Dragon Quest too. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's at, so I'm like five hours in. Which is, in JRPG terms, like, I'm barely out of the tutorial. In fact, I don't think I am. 2.5% into the game. Oh, yeah. Um, In the Nintendo voice chat Facebook group, people have been, over the last couple of, the last week or so, people are finally reporting in, hey, I finally finished it, here's the end credit scene, 139 hours in. I'll be honest, (laughs) I'm not gonna ever get that far. Like, this is, I played it, I wanted to be able to talk about it for the show, um, I think mechanically it's very cool. It's just very complicated, very crunchy. There's a lot of numbers and a lot of stuff going on. It does have some really nice quality of life stuff. You can just hit a button and it'll give you a little beam of energy that you can follow that tells you where your next quest objective is and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. there's a lot of aggressive fast traveling in it. So I think it does respect your time a little bit, but it is still... The J is very capital in this JRPG, you know what I mean? Um, I do. But it is, but I mean, if you're in the mood for fighting some robots, and then when you're done fighting the robots, fighting like crazy rabbits holding sticks with their ears that cast fire spells, like if you want that, I mean, Seem to Play Chronicles 3, hard to argue with. Um, I have some other critiques, but they're, they're, extra and i'll i'll save that for after the podcast because <laughs> they're not you know but they're very laser specific and really i don't want to put linda to sleep any more than i already am do you know what i mean um those are games of the week i mean honestly not a bad week for games 
Not um, a bad week. So speaking of games, let's just talk about the video, the, the releases for the next week. Cause I think next podcast, we're going to have a lot of other games to talk about. Um, here we go. Um, Baron Breakfast is out on Switch finally. Uh, Amanda, you played that on your on stream the mm-hmm. sp- beginning of the summer, right? I did. I played it during uh, Steam Next Fest, I think, in June. Yep. So this is definitely on my list. I have not picked it up yet because Disney Dreamlight Valley is eating my life, as we yeah. have already discussed. Is it weird that th- this game, for me... I feel like Disney Dreamlight Valley came in and stole Baron Breakfast lunch. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, we were hyped for Baron Breakfast. And because we were like, hey, it's a cute little simulator game. We're going to do some stuff. I love management sim games. Love them. And now it's competing with, like, Mickey Mouse. And I don't (laughs) know, man. um, Speaking of Disney games, Return to Monkey Island came out the other day for Switch and PC. I forgot that that was a Disney game until I saw John Drake posting about it on Twitter. And then I went, oh, crap, that's his, his, that's his garbage. Um, Return it to Monkey Island. Fun fact. Uh, because Lucas, because LucasArts. Because it's right? LucasArts stuff. Luke- it makes total sense. Um, fun fact. Uh, one of the most trafficked articles on EngageFamilyGaming.com is the top five pirates in video games of all time. I made this article many, many years ago um, as a joke to release on um there was a ninja day <laughs> and so i put it out on ninja day because you know pirates versus ninjas and guybrush threepwood from uh the monkey island games is on there alongside ridley who believe it or not is a pirate from the metro games and mm-hmm. uh, i don't i forget who else um so this is a, this is this is a really cool point and click adventure game so uh i i watch some trailers read some reviews uh it's a this is another one of those chonky donkey, you know, fart jokes and, you know, like, you know. It's, plumber's it's, cracks. Definitely. Oh, I'm sure there's a plumber's crack joke. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, next up, and this is coming out later on this week, is uh, Grounded is going 1.0. That's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the survival simulator on Xbox. Um, Happy for them. Yeah. Listen, I played it when it came out, when it was in early access, and it was fine. Um, but I think the, uh, the a 1.0 release is great. Lots of great games hitting 1.0 in the last two, three weeks. Um, next is Hoko Life, which is Animal Crossing, but probably not as good as Disney Dreamlight Valley. But it's on everything. Um, so that's one that we will also be taking a look at and we will talk about it. Because I have a feeling we're going to have to do a comparison of all these Animal Crossing likes by the end of the year. I think I might need to take that on as my personal task. Um, sure. Um, you can, yeah, I've you... been playing uh, uh, Cozy, Cozy uh, Grove. Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove's great. Yeah, so good. So Just, much fun. I mean, and it's that's another one that kind of came out of nowhere and has quietly been picking up steam. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think that is really cool. Um, I play then, it on steam. And you've been playing on Steam, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and it's, you know what? Quietly, it's also, and this is a big deal, it's also on um, Apple Arcade, um, which is, uh, which, you know, a lot of folks kind of sleep, you know, we talk about Xbox Game Pass a lot, but like Apple Arcade quietly, especially if you have, a you know, a, a newer iPad or one of the freaking Pop-Tart phones like what I have, 
Um, <laughs> you know, it, really, there's a lot of games that you can play really well on here. I'm kind of waiting for, you know, Return to Monkey Island or something to end up on Apple Arcade, you know, in a year or so. Because it feels like point-and-click adventure games would be really good for mobile. Um, so, lastly, a um, bunch of grown-up stuff. But lastly, uh, The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero, which is a remake. Hi, Vivi. Um, which is a remake of a PS Vita game that's released on PS4, Switch, and PC. The community has loudly declared that all content creators talking about this game must remind people that if you intend to buy this, do not buy the PS4 version, buy the Switch or the PC version. Because the PS4 version is basically just a copy-paste drag-and-drop of the PS Vita game, whereas the Switch and PC versions have a number of quality-of-life improvements and other updates, localization, and otherwise. So... Um, if you want another JRPG with a capital J, um, the Trail <laughs> series, um, the Legend of Heroes Trail series is that. It's now the fi- I mean, it really, and this is another thing we're going to talk about is now that Final Fantasy is going to be rated M for the rest of the time because they basically said that. Um, Final Fantasy used to be a big topic for us because it was like that cool role playing game. Um, I've been looking for another one to kind of take the reins, and it really comes down to Xenoblade and. Legend of Heroes and Dragon Quest. Because Final Fantasy, they're just going to be making M rated RPGs from now on, which is disappointing, but I get what they're doing. Yeah. I don't want to complain about it too much. Um, Gotta grow with the audience. What are you going to do, right? I mean, they get to make the game they want. I'm not going to freak out. Um, mm-hmm. You going you gonna to play any of those Tomlinson or what? Uh, you can say no. Not really. Yeah, I'm really game. on uh, Cozy Grove, and uh, it's it's not for us, but uh, my friend let me Sifu, and it's just been sitting in my PlayStation waiting for me to play it for a month. So I, I need to actually start that one. <laughs> um, I know that they're adding an easy mode to Sifu to, to to at some point, and then I'll play it. Um, because I'm That's what I did with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like it such a beautiful breathtaking game i put it all the way on easy mode oh yeah i I don't want to do that anymore thousand percent (laughs) um let's talk about some board games uh we got some board game releases this week um first off is uh a game called kites which is a cooperative um it is a cooperative card game where you can't see your cards so this is very it gave me, when I started reading about it, <laughs> it gave me, what was that fireworks game that I hate? Hanabi? Hanabi. Hanabi. It gave Hanabi. me Hanabi vibes. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge Hanabi fan either. So what's cool about this one is you're trying to keep kites in the air, right? So you got these four sand dial, or sand, not sand dials, uh, sand timers. Sand timers. And as you make tricks going around the table, you flip the sand timer over and you're trying to keep time. Um, and, uh, it's super, super cool. I dig that one. Um, the, uh, the, and all of these are at retail this month, um, is the good news. Linda, what'd you think of Kites when you saw it? Cause you, I know you examined these games very closely. Yes. Yeah. No, I was looking at that. It reminds me actually of one of the games 
that we had seen at Bfig uh, a couple of years ago with the timers. And so that actually triggered for me a little anxiety because I've had to keep time and manage different things at the same time. I think for the right player, this could be a real a lot of fun. The artwork on it is absolutely gorgeous. It's a Beth Sobel um, illustration. She's the same person that's done. She's done a ton. Um, the one that I have of hers is Fire in the Library. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the managing all those things, I feel like, could be very challenging for some people. And it may fit some people really well and not fit some people. So I feel like this is a game that's going to be very, you know, you're going to have people that love it and people that it's not a good fit with. I just, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of middle ground just based on what uh -huh. I'm seeing. Yeah, uh, I agree. This is one of those, I think... Um... The, I like the racing the clock aspect um, rather than if you get it wrong, you blow mm -hmm. up your team, which is a Hanabi thing. Um, right. But so the, I think I have also over time accepted that uh, part of my problem with Hanabi is that they were trying to teach me on the in the board game area of packs after a long day of one of my first ever packs Easts covering games. And so I was just broken on the inside. Um, and right. then they tried to teach me a hidden information cooperative game, and I didn't understand it. So it was I think I, I think I probably need to play Hanabi again, give it another chance. But um, maybe I will, and it'll just be kites, and we'll call it that. Um, the next one coming to retail this week, this is super inexpensive. It's under $20. It's called Hungry Monkey. Um, and really I picked this one because it's got a monkey on the cover. Check this one out. So, so you good. are, um, it's, a, this is another one where you're trying to empty your hand. And so you have animals that are in your hand, but also in this hidden row in front of you. So you got these cards face down. And so you're trying to play these things down. What do you think, Linda? This, the, the, the art on this is the real winner. Um, oh, the art is just fabulous. Like just so cute. Yeah. Um, this looks really adorable. I haven't heard a ton about this chat. one. Um, I had heard a ton of hype about kites. This is one that I really haven't seen a lot of hype about. So I think this one's just quietly kind of coming out, and then I think it's going to find its niche. I mean, the artwork is just so unique looking. It's not a style you see very often. Yeah, it is not, um, which I really dig. So nice. Yeah, Even I like the, the unique aspect. Um, the name or not the name, the name of the game, like the art of the title is written like mm -hmm. words in another language. I'm not familiar with the, what the language is, but when you see it, you'll get it. It really is looking to mimic the lettering uh, of another language. Really looks very cool. Um, the next one, this is one for the little kids, which, you know, every once in a while we sneak these in here. Uh, this is a game for the little kids, The Box. You open it and it has, you know that game they play on Fallon? I'm not going to talk, we're not going to, you know, we know Tomlinson doesn't like him, but like on the Fallon show, they do the show where you got people putting their hands in the box and they got to guess what it is. And it's like somebody's head or like, a, you know, whatever. In this case, you're reaching in to grab stuff out of the box and it's like, you know, you're, you're a monster trying to grab stuff in the box. Um, and that just seems so hysterical to me, like trying to grab a piece of pizza or a shoe or whatever. Um, Playing that with a little kid, absolutely hysterical for me. I'm, I can't wait to play this with my nephew. Oh, he would go nuts. This feels this. like perfect that, kindergartner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's rated six plus. Okay. Yeah, definitely um, like that early elementary. Like, honestly, depending on what they're asking, I, I could see this probably scaling down just a little bit to like 
late preschool kindergarten just you know because it doesn't look like there's anything much for reading so yeah if yeah, at all not yeah. at all i mean it's not at all so yeah you could i'm sure scale this down assuming that it wasn't anything that's gonna um you know be too too con, con- it doesn't look like it'd be too complicated now, for like it's a, like four or five year old you flip a card over and it's and it's like Find you gotta thing. reach into the yeah. box and get the slice of pizza or yeah. the teddy bear so you got to stick your hand in the box and try and find the pizza or the teddy bear. Um, and I think that's hilarious. The last game that is at retail, cute. we've got a Kickstarter one, but the last game at retail is called Ragnaroks. And this is a two-player area control strategy game by the person that made, um, oh no, it left my brain. No. Grenade. Uh, Worms reference didn't help. Uh, Gray Fox game. Santorini. Santorini. So we know Santorini. Oh, it's the game yes. where you know it's the island of Santorini, and you're built, you know, building the little, you know, uh, mm-hmm. building the Santa. I mean, it's Santorini. We all know the, what the Santorini game looks like. is good. You're building yeah. this town, and you're playing gods running all over the place. They made Santorini, New York, um, and this is the same designer. And if you look at the cover, you're like, oh. Same artist also. And um, this is a two-player area control game. You're, uh, you are Norse gods, of which, because of the Thor movies, we all know all of them now. And uh, so it's now true. you're going to beef and, um, you know, trying to control Midgard. It looks super cool. I love the, I, I, you know, I love area control games. You know, a little bit of, um, you know, so, and I, I think it looks super adorable. Um, last one, Linda, you added this one. Why don't I you did. Take it away? It's a Kickstarter. So, so we had talked about Necromolds last year, and I believe oh, yeah. we declared Necromolds our board game of the year, even mm-hmm. because if you had backed it on Kickstarter, and then I was able to get it like last minute before did Christmas. We? Mm-hmm. And so. They are back. They have a Kickstarter that's live right now. It's got 15 days left. They fund it in like an obscenely short amount of time. So they have an expansion to the original game, and they also have a reprint of the game. So there were people that missed out on the original print of it because it was just, it was so hot and it just, you know, once word got out about it, you couldn't find it. And so they're redoing, you can get a reprint of it and then you have the expansion. So Necromold, just to remind everybody, is where you literally are creating the monsters on the game board using off-brand Play-Doh. And you only have so much Play-Doh and you have to decide because the different characters are different sizes. So the more powerful ones take up more Play-Doh, make up, take up more uh, molding dough. And it's basically a... a area control with the the battling and as you defeat one you squish it so then it becomes more terrain and it's just it's so much fun the kids absolutely love playing it and it's just it's there was a reason we made it game of the year like in the middle of a podcast because it just captured us so much and it Mm -hmm. was just you know so engaging absolutely huge fans of this one uh, i'm definitely going to take a look at the kickstarter too um because we we do well this is an opportunity to pick it up so because by the time we started talking about it it was hard to get right right um and so now this is one of those opportunities if you missed out you liked it um and by the way we've been talking about the you can use play-doh too if all of a sudden you need True. extras or whatever 
you can, you know, you can still do it. I'm going to throw an extra one on there. It's on Backer Kit, which actually is doing its own kind of Kickstarter com competitions. And the reason I'm bringing this up um, is that it is made by Matt Leacock, the man behind Pandemic. Um, and this is Daybreak, which is, uh, and I'll throw this into the chat. I completely forgot about it until I got here. Um, I'm going to throw it in the chat. Daybreak is a game about climate change, but it is a aggressively optimistic view of climate change, meaning we are all cooperating as a society who is enthusiastically building the technology necessary to thwart it. And so um, I don't know about anybody else, but I am very hungry for a optimistic game about the future <laughs> and yes. um this is another cooperative game it's by the dude that made pandemic um and we know we love pandemic here but like at the same time and i personally view pandemic as actually kind of optimistic because of the fact that it's a coordinated game and you're working together and you can win um so i this is interesting also this is the first time we're talking about a crowdfunding game that is not on kickstarter of which there are many and we will probably be talking about some of those differences soon um but this is backer kit which normally historically was a company that just handled fulfillment and like mm. extra stuff um now they're stretching their legs and this is a big get for them so the reason why they're stretching their legs is uh -huh. because they have the head of the former head of games from kickstarter Anya Combs. Ooh, that'll do it. She moved over to backer kit, so that would explain it. That'll and she's do a powerhouse. It. She's a powerhouse. Is this, is this chicken or the egg? Did she go there because they wanted to stretch their legs, and so they got her, or did she go there and now they're like, well, now we got her? I think it's both. Probably both and simultaneously. I like it. Uh, listen, more competition, more better. In most situations, um, that's all. There's a lot of board games coming to retail this week. Um, and also some really good crowdfunding stuff, too. Um, let's go to the news. We're going to fire off some quick hits. You know, we've been going, and we're going to – we gotta we got to go through some of these quick. But we've been having a lot of fun tonight. Um, Linda. Yeah. Um, North Star Games rebranded. You brought this to my attention. I did. I saw this news pop up, and I think – as soon as I finished watching the, the clip that I found this on, I was sharing it with you because this is big news because they have already had more, you know, games more for, you know, the, the, the gamer, not family weight games, you know, a little more complicated um, games. And that's where they're going to head now. They are mm -hmm. going to kind of step away from the more family weight and go to the crunchier and they want to make it like that's their focus. They're trying to kind of shift the brand to that style, which I thought was fascinating that they're making that choice. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting new direction. We're going to see what they come up with. They normally do party. Games. I'm excited. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's great. More, more competitors in the hobbyist board game space, more better as far as I'm concerned. Um, Absolutely. We'll see what they come up with. Um, I'm sure that they, I'm sure they would not be doing this rebrand if they didn't have a slate of games to share next oh, year, I'm sure. uh, that are worth the switch, right? Like they wouldn't do Absolutely. this without having a They've plan. Got a plan. Oh, I'm um, sure they have quite the plan. Speaking of companies that have quite the plan, 
Uh, Ravensburger. We know them. They do licensed games. We do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about the announcement. I just want to tell you guys. We're programming note. We're gonna talk about the announcement. We're gonna save the deep dive for two weeks from now because I think we're running low on time, and I feel like this is gonna be a big one. Um, Ravensburger announced Lorcana, which is a Disney themed collectible card game not a living card game not no this is literally not a you know all in the box cooperative card game this is a trading card game where you buy packs and all that based entirely on the disney license and they've already mm-hmm. demonstrated that they're covering all the bases as far as disney characters um you know just based on the the art that they have shown so far um you know with mickey and stitch and maleficent and elsa um, what do you, uh, quick reactions from when you guys saw the announcement, Amanda, go. Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Cause I am oh. not aggressive. I'm not as aggressively online. Oh, all right. So Wait. this is, yeah, now I really want to know your opinion. So this is a magic. <laughs> so we're, we're, it is colloquially being referred to as Mickey, the gathering. What do you think? Okay. How broke I think are that's. You? I'm pretty broke at this point at this you like you know you know based on my my based on what I have said about my love of Disney Dreamlight Valley and listen we can love things that are problematic and we can hold them accountable Uh which is what I do so I have not seen this yet I saw this graphic floating around on um on Instagram and I'm like what is this and I just never went and looked it up so, Lorcana looks so cool. It looks so cool. I'm going to be so broke. And I don't care. Because it looks really interesting. I don't know what the balance is going to look like. I don't know what the gameplay is going to look like. Even if all I get out of this is beautiful cards that I can frame and put on my wall. I mean, it's still like, I feel like it's a win. That's yeah, a win I'm, lo- I'm looking at the the Robin Hood uh, oh but, right, and, and I'm just like, you take my money. I'm done. Yeah, here you go. It's for you now. <laughs> Linda, what about you? Because you you you've been around yeah, my is... Magic: The Gathering shenanigans yes. for an, a while now. Does this does this interest? Will you learn this game? <laughs> so I have to say, the card battling is typically not my style of game. I know. Typically, it isn't. But this intrigues me. What what worries me, though, is there's usually a lot of meta to building your decks and things like that. So that would be my side of it. It's like if I could get a deck built relatively easily without too much oh, having to worry yeah. about the meta, that's going to be, I think, the what's going to either bring me in or keep me out is if it's way too complicated, if it gets – if that piece of it gets too complicated, just for casual play. I mean, I don't know if this is going to go like – Magic the Gathering with like tournaments and stuff. I could see that being a thing if this takes off, but just for casual like friend playing with your friends around the table, if I can build a deck pretty easily without breaking the bank, I would actually really like to give this a try. I... That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you go on. Agree. Um, <laughs> I can say comfortably that um because ravensburger as part of the announcement they talked about that they they have people from former Wizards of the coast and hasbro employees working there um and the trading card game space there are many that have failed right you know transformers rip my little pony rip all of them historically have released you know like decks 
that you can just buy and play out of the box, which are perfect for, um, you know, Something casual like players. <laughs> um, and so I think that that is, uh, I think you're safe there. Also, I think that there, this game has a built-in community. I mean, Transformers had a community, right? There were people that were all in on that game from the minute it came out. And um, I, I think this is bigger, right? Um, it has, the advantage here is it has the backing of Ravensburger, who is, True. Ravensburger does so much more than just some of the licensed games we talk about. They do puzzles, they do uh, STEM toys, like barble racing things. Like when I go to their booth at Toy Fair every year, um, it's massive. They always have like the coolest stuff. Yeah. They do. This is, so this is new for them, but it, I don't think that the, the logistics are going to be overwhelming for them. So I'm pretty excited. Um, the art is amazing. So far we've seen, I think, seven total cards. They sold a pack of them at D23. Don't look on eBay. It'll be embarrassing. Um, the good news is those cards will be available in the first set. And they will be functionally and playably identical. The difference is they won't have a D23 stamp on them. That's the only difference. Um, so people who are like, oh, I want to play with that Robin Hood. Don't worry, that Robin Hood is confirmed in the first set. Um, I'm pretty excited. The other thing that I noticed is all the characters have descriptors on their name. So uh, that means we'll be seeing multiple versions of Elsa, multiple stitches. Multi- you know, This is something that Magic has done with their Planeswalkers. So yeah. Um, don't worry that that's the only... If you don't like that Stitch art, don't worry. You're going to see other Stitch, other Elsa, etc. Um, this is going to be a character-based game. Very excited. Um, I'm going to be so broke. More... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So um, more of this will come as time goes on. Let's close out. Um, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct. Here's what happened. I'm just going to go through the quick stuff. Basically, they said Pikmin 4 is real, and it's coming. They really did. They basically said yeah. Pikmin 4 is real and it's coming. Then they well, showed well, us. Well, first up. they talked about uh, Pikmin Go for like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, ain't got time to, I ain't got time to critique the direct. They did talk about Pikmin Go for way too much time. Um, they told us Pikmin 4 is coming. Um, they told us Octopath Traveler 2 is coming, um, which I lost it. Um, and then, um, then they told us about. Um, and, and then they did a bunch of farming games which we'll find out whether or not they're any good. But then they closed it with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th of 2023. The noise you heard last week randomly <laughs> was me freaking out because we finally had the, ti- the title of a Legend of Zelda game. So obnoxious. That is me. I am obnoxious. Um, well, first the is- title and then the date. And the date. May the 12th, date. 2023. Um, I already put in the time off. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. All right. So, what about yeah. what's what's I, up? Linda? I knew about this. So, this one I had heard about because my youngest may have said to me that it comes out the week after his birthday. Oh wow! Oh, oh, and he's already oh, like he's oh, already planning oh, to oh, have oh. a late birthday present of this. Oh, 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 oh. He's already like preserving. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Which I just had you know he's a, he's a planner. He's like. It's a week after my birthday, so I can have a late birthday present. Like, I really respect that hustle. <laughs> yeah. I really respect that hustle. Honestly, I mean, you could, you could pre-order it and it open it just shows up on that day. I mean, I would be worried about pre-ordering Nintendo games. We've discussed this on the uh, podcast sure. many times. Yeah. You pre-order Nintendo stuff; it's always a day late. But guess what? Or the console. <laughs> um, Certainly will. So, yeah, Legends of... First off, I do want to clarify. It is Tears of the Kingdom. We have confirmed that. There were a bunch of people that that, that day, they thought it might have been 
tears of the kingdom. Um, and that's just because English is stupid. Um, but all the people that's who true. were watching the Japanese one were like, no, guys, for real. This is literally, this is the symbol for tears. Tears is a different thing. Um, yep. And we were like, and people were like, are you sure? And they were like, for real? <laughs> and then the like, internet. Be cool, guys. Be cool. <laughs> be cool, guys. It's tears. Um, and yeah, we have no idea what that means. I mean, I, I mean, we don't know, but I don't care. Um, it's Legend of Zelda coming out next year. Um, whatever, more Fire Emblem. Um, and um, and a remaster of Kirby Return, Return to Dreamland from the Wii U. Or, so it's gonna slap. That, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, another Kirby game. Um, so that's awesome. Um, listen, everything they did. I mean, it was it was a fine direct. Some people were mad because there were lots of farming games. I really don't care. They gave me Legend of Zelda news. I I, I thought it was very well paced. It was yep. a lot of farming games, but. I just want, like, I and I love the Zelda news, but, like, where's my remaster? Where's my Metroid Prime remaster? Okay. The two okay. I missed. I just want to say, th- th- there were a lot of people up on the internet yeah. that were listening to some people spread, you know, talking some rumors. Uh, about yeah, I remastered, yeah. <laughs> you know, remastered, you know, uh, Wind Waker, and just, we, we can't. Um... So, Mega Mom in the chat saying she wanted more from the Zelda reveal. I, I mean, listen, yeah. they're going to give us a whole direct in March, where it's yeah. going to be like an hour. I don't, I don't even want to so. watch that. I just want the game. I just want to play the game. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to watch. Like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, um, I'm good. I so, don't need any more. Um, last piece of news. Last piece of news. Um, and this broke today, actually. Um, and then okay. we, you know, so we actually got caught up. Good job, everybody. Uh, this news broke today. Electronic Arts and Motive, they're the people, uh, that's the studio, not the people, the studio that is responsible for uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is the space combat game that came out a couple years back. Another primo um, game. And yeah. and Marvel announced an Iron Man game. And uh, my, my uh, very best friend in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, posted a quote um, the team is led be, is being led by Oliver. How do I pronounce that? Olivier Prue. Olivier. Wow, uh, not Oliver. Olivier. Prue, Olivier. Who brings experience working on past Marvel titles like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and is joined by a dedicated team of passionate industry veterans, including. Do you know who Ian they are? Ian Fraser. Ian Fra- Fraser. Fraser probably could have done. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. that. Melen Lumino. Okay. Lumino and JF Foyer. Um, are they in Montreal? A little bit. I hope so. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little bit. I mean, little bit. that's it. They're in Montreal. Me. Um, yeah, a little bit. Listen, I I know my weakness. I can do. I took Japanese in college, so I can rock me some Japanese names. So, like, tell me Konami's doing some stuff. I got it. I mean, other than pachinko machines. Tell me Capcom is doing some shenanigans. I got it. Once we go to, like, you know, European French. languages. So, I, I'm screwed. I'm so screwed. So, thank you very much for bailing me out there, Amanda. Um, no problem. Yo, it's an Iron Man game. Linda, what do you think? Do you think, what's the likelihood that your sons will not, sons plus husband will not allow, will allow <laughs> you to go more than, like, a week without an Iron Man game, in, you know, in your house? I have a I have a feeling it's coming soon. I think once that's out, that's going to be on the short list because yeah. we're a huge I mean, Marvel, huge Marvel household. Yeah, this is, that's a big Marvel house. I mean, obviously, they just said it's in development. 
So like we right. don't have a release window. Um, you know, I'm sure it's just going to be called Marvel's Iron well, Man. We, we have two more Disney games that are were announced at D3 that are kind of. I I didn't hear the ratings, but I. I well, we'll talk think... about them in a moment. I just want to finish yeah, up talking yeah. about this because we do have like a couple of minutes left. Um, yeah. So this Iron Man game, we don't know all the details, but just hearing Iron Man got me excited. Yeah. Um, I just remember Anthem and playing through Anthem and Anthem being, you know, the best Iron Man game I ever really wanted to play. And I know, I loved you know, Rip, Anthem. Uh, Anthem, that game deserved better than it got. It deserved so much better. I could write a book. I should. Yeah. I could write an article more specifically, I guess, about like how all the great things about Anthem that we get that we missed out on because mm-hmm. EA wouldn't properly invest. Yeah, yeah, they really. They should. You know what? It should have just. They should have gotten halfway through it and been like, you know what? Let's talk to Disney, and make an Armor Wars game. Is what they should have done because they yeah. just set it on Earth and have the bad guy be Justin Hammer and have you be Iron Man and War Machine and. You know, fight the Crimson Dynamo and and, and have Iron Heart. Yeah, why not? But you know what? I'm not an armchair uh, developer. In fact, I am very bad at both games and making games is hard also. So um, what were the other two Disney games, John, that was meant? Because D23 was this past week. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the Captain America Black Panther. Oh, yeah. How did we forget that? Amanda, have you heard about Amy Hennig's new uh, game? Yeah, Amy Hennig. Yep. Yep. Okay. Sure did. So, Amy Hennig. Amazing. Yeah. Amy, I, I presume that this is going to be a T-rated game, largely because it's a Captain America game. Um, yeah. But so, Amy Hennig, she is the woman and that is by and large behind the Uncharted series. Obviously, hundreds of people made those games, but she is the narrative force. Right? More specifically, the Legacy of Kane series. That's also, also yep. very important. Oh yeah, I know okay, Mike yeah, sure. was flipping out when when the announcement was made. Oh yeah, yeah, that sure. definitely if, happened. We were in Canada when that happened. He's like, "What?" If you like vampires, um, so I do like uh, vampires. Thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so Amy Hennig, she is she's been trying to she has been bounced around by this obnoxious video game industry far too long, um, and some of it was because of EA. So we'll just move on. But she is she has found a new home and she is making a. Um, Captain America slash Black Panther game set in like an alternate universe World War II uh, featuring Isaiah Bradley, who, if you watched Captain, uh, well, Captain, you know, Falcon in the Winter Soldier, I've been calling Captain Falcon in the Winter Soldier. That is a very different show. Um, yeah. And uh, so if you watch Captain uh, America, well, it's actually Captain America in the Winter Soldier at this point. Um, yep. If you watched that, Isaiah Bradley was the older gentleman that had his that got the super soldier serum um and uh and then also a member of the dora milaje so it's four people um and, and a regular some, dude and a regular dude um i'm sure isaiah bradley's gonna get super soldier serum at the end of it because that's yeah. he's a super soldier that's part of the deal but um they call it the the tagline is king captain soldier spy um and it's set in world war ii it's a single player action game i am very excited um, and we know the story is going to be killer because, um, Amy Hennig is behind it and that's like her, that's her thing. Now, the other guy, the guy that's been interviewed with her is, uh, Mark Bernardin, which is, uh, uh, Kevin Smith's, uh, co-podcaster. 
Um, but more especially, he's written for uh, the Picard show. He was so he's he, done some sci-fi. His, stuff. his first job was like Deep Space Nine as an intern. Okay. So, so he's, he's, he's sci- been around. Yeah, he's been doing some sci-fi stuff. Great. I mean, hopefully the two of them gel together. Get them in a retreat. Yeah. With oh, the yeah. rest of the writing team, give them unlimited pizza and whatever More else they want. More importantly, the uh, the new uh, Adult Masters of the Universe TV show. He's right. a writer on that. Yeah. I don't know if that's more important than Deep Space Nine. It was really good. It was. I, I, I know, but really Deep Space Nine is a thing. Yeah. Also, I will say, um, you know, uh, let's just get him. Let's lock him in any any yeah. hanging, hanging yeah. in a room. Let's get this game. Done. Oh, they already I, I are. But yeah. the number two two game, a little game called Tron. So what's interesting about Tron is, and I wasn't even going to bring it up because Tron is. I mean, we all you know we all know who Tron, what Tron is. It's a visual novel made by um, Mike Bithell's studio. Now, they're the people that made Thomas Was Alone, yep. which is like a weird little indie platformer from like a while ago. He so also like, made another game called Solitaire Conspiracy, which was a solitaire games where the different suits would do different things. Yeah. And it also had a visual novel component to it. And it was pretty amazing. Um, I so, I, I was interested in the Tron game. I'll admit I wasn't going to be mentioning it, largely just because I had, um, because it, it, I I completely forgot about it. But yes, as that game comes out, more additions to the Tron universe are absolutely welcome. Yeah, I absolutely like love the that. only thing we've had lately it was the uh, uh, the little bits in uh, Kingdom Hearts. So. Yeah, so we'll, but, we'll get some. But more. that's the thing. He he's just like I've heard him uh, talk about it on um, Play Watch Listen, and it's just he's like, I've been sitting here, and there's so much lore to play with. There's so, and it's set in the future. All this kind of stuff. I mean, all right. Well, their future in the yeah. The, um, game so, cool. So that's lots of cool announcements. Um, we're going to wrap up before we do that. I want to make everybody feel old. Um, (laughs) let's think 10 years ago. Um, not that long ago, but when I tell you these things, you're going to be like, holy crap, how is this even possible? Two things came out in 2022, um, and not video game related. We're going to try and stretch our wings here a little bit. This little game called V of this little movie rather called the Avengers is 10 years old this year. A little fact about the Marvel Universe, the entirety of Iron Man 1 all the way to the first Avengers that we're talking about right now, or no, Infinity War, happens in between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 release dates. (laughs) (laughs) The entirety of Marvel. Wow. Um, So that's That's the first thing. Um, So the Avengers turned 10. Another thing, and this is a relatively recent 10-year anniversary, um, Avatar The Legend of Korra is 10 years old now. Now, for me, that feels like that was last week. Yeah. The fact that that's a sequel series. Yep. (laughs) So Airbender's older? Yeah. Airbender came out in 2005, friends. Uh, 2006, maybe? Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was a while ago. Um, I know that my oldest was like a baby while we were watching it. Um, 
So yeah, now I've made everybody feel old. Uh, that's a set. That's gonna very appreciated. I, I I am reminded to feel old, you know, on a weekly basis at this point. Um, so, all right, so we made it, guys. We made it through episode 288 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. I, I want to uh, thank everybody in the chat. We've had Mega Mom very active in there. Uh, she said that she hadn't heard about that cap in Black Panther game. It was big news, but only in the gaming space because it was an announcement of an announcement, right? Like, we don't have, like, real yeah. details. We just have key art. No. Trust me when I say when that game is, like, officially unveiled, uh, Amanda and I will freak out and we will tell everyone all about it. Um, this is correct. And so, um, and I also want to thank Season of the Sea Witch and God of Logic was in there sneaking some stuff in. So thank you very much, guys, for being a part of the show. Um, hey, look at that. Pax is, Pax is in here taking some time off from making Guild Wars uh, to spend some time with us. I think it might be, yeah, they're on, they are on the West Coast. So this is uh, prime not working time. So welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We did it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. I will be back next week with a new video game um, or uh, just more uh, Disney Starlight Valley. We'll figure it out. Um, It might just be that. Who knows? Um, And then we'll be back the week after that. Yeah, it is is at the end. Um, We've been going. But um, we will be back. uh, So next week is a stream. Week after that will be another episode of the podcast where we will get get all caught up on all the crazy video game and board game news of the next two weeks. Which, as the at the rate we've been going, it's a lot. Or we'll just yell about Starlight Valley again for another hour. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, John, Linda, and Amanda, thank you. You're welcome. Everybody right. else, you have a great night. We will see you next time. And until then, uh, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.